welcome to a new episode of the IT Experience Podcast. In the past couple of episodes, we've been talking about AI-powered IT operations, also known as AI ops. Today, we're going to continue that discussion, but we're going to get a little bit more technical. Today, we're going to talk about some of the best practices around correlating and aggregating events. Now, this is a little bit more technical topic than we have discussed in the past, but it's very timely because customers are collecting a lot of different events and metrics. They need to have an ability to correlate all of them across the board. I have two guests today who bring a plethora of experience in the operations space, specifically around monitoring, Carlos Peterson and Matt Mars. Both of them are advisory solutions consultants and have been advising clients around best practices on how to navigate digital transformation journeys. Guys, welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I think after being uh, here at ServiceNow, I feel I've really hit the big leagues by being, uh, you know, asked to be on this podcast. So thank you. Are we happy to yeah, thanks for having us, Isma. Yes. Carlos, let's go to you first and tell us a little bit about what is top of mind for customers. What are some of the top use cases they are using when it comes to AI ops and ServiceNow? Yeah, there's been, I, I think that in our industry, there's so much hype with AI and machine learning in general. There's been a lot of hype around AI ops and a lot of buzzwords thrown around in this space. And what it's done, it's, it's actually done us a, a somewhat of a disservice on the ways uh, AI ops technologies can be used for jobs to get you know these outcomes met. But I, I would say the most common ways that customers are looking uh, for AI ops to solve kind of those low-hanging fruit, uh, I would first start off with detecting anomalies and, and trying to get ahead of things before an issue hits production or impacts customer experience or jeopardizes service level objectives. Another is, is really around handling uh, alert noise reduction and helping even software teams kind of prioritizing their alerts and focusing on issues that matter the most by correlating or clustering related alerts that are due to the same core problem so they can address the problem uh, instead of you know, being bombarded um, or affected by alert fatigue and, and really start to increase uh, that ratio from signal uh, to, no, to noise. Um, another is smarter alerting and escalation, right? Being able to more efficiently, you know, route those actionable incidents and alerts to the correct team. So the, the days of catch and dispatch are over, right? We, we can be very data-driven and uh, automate, get the right people to swarm an issue and solve some problems. Uh, and then I would say, you know, maybe a final use case is really around being able to diagnose and respond more quickly. I'm seeing AI ops uh, stepping in and helping, you know, whether those are district decentralized teams uh, with uh, more metadata, um, more intelligence about what is happening and context so that the teams can get closer uh, to probable root cause and determine what course of action needs to be undertaken to resolve the problem and restore service back 
to a normal operating rhythm. That's great. I love um, how you laid out those four use cases, and um, you know we hear we hear them day in day out, right? Customers want to be more proactive. They want to utilize the data they're collecting to the right places and right use cases. And you commented about the teams. Yes, of course, um, teams are expanding, and the more players in the game, um, so you need to be able to do the justice around those. Um, that's where some of those service level objectives come come in, as you said. So great. Thanks, Carlos. So with that intro about some of the use cases customers are using around AI ops, let's get a little bit into um, one of the kind of a very fundamental things they come across all the time. That is collecting a lot of events from a lot of different monitoring sources, but there's a lot of noise, right? So how do we correlate that event noise and bring it down? So what are sort of different correlation techniques? For that, Matt, um, I'll go to you and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, some of the best tools that we have for reducing event noise in the Now platform are deduplication and correlation. And I think personally, we do this, uh, in some ways, some of this is table stakes to event management, right? But we do this really well in the Now platform. Uh, we achieve deduplication by using the identifier or combination of identifiers from each monitoring tool or event source so that we only create one alert in ServiceNow for each distinct symptom that's being raised by monitoring tools. We also ensure this way that if we receive a closing or resolved event from the source, that we close the alert automatically in ServiceNow. And that in turn resolves the incident or any other downstream tasks that have been created, uh, notifying all of the uh, SMEs that are engaged as well as customers that the service is back to working as it should. Um, correlation on the other hand, is all about combining related alerts into groups to triage and treat them together rather than individually. So sometimes this means that they're part of the same issue and sometimes it just means that they're really similar and we will likely need to apply the same fix across multiple devices or systems. We offer many ways to get correlation done, including learned patterns based on machine learning models that grouped based on the affected resource and temporal analysis of, or the class of devices affected. So that's gonna be looking at the details of what kind of devices are getting affected as well as you know, time-based correlation. Um, and there are several different algorithms that are involved in that, but it is something that is automated and you don't have to you know, provide any input to get that done. We also group based on CMDB service dependencies so that if multiple devices within the same service and within the same kind of distance from each other, if that makes sense in the service, um, if they're impacted, then we can see that as one issue. And those services don't have to be built with traditional top-down service mapping or discovered by our agentless discovery alone. We do offer the new Service Graph Connector program that allows you to import CIs and even services from third-party tools like Dynatrace and AppDynamics, among many, many others. So this means that in a matter of five to 10 minutes, in many cases, you can set up an integration to these external tools using our Service Graph Connector um, that we've built together with those other companies. Um, and you can have CIs imported and in these tools that, that support kind of a service view or they have some kind of service awareness, you can actually import those services as well directly into your CMDB and start using them in ServiceNow just like any other service that you've mapped using any of our other methods. Um, so the final AI method that we leverage in the platform is using natural language processing, create clusters based on textual analysis of alert details and group alerts that fit each cluster. And then of course, our new tag-based alert clustering engine app, which we're discussing today. So we'll get into that in just a minute.
But using these tools, we can consistently exceed 95% noise reduction, and in many cases, get better than 99% reduction, which is crazy. And it's something that our customers see a lot of value in. The tools that we're talking about here are part of the holistic strategy that ServiceNow has implemented to handle events, metrics, logs, and now traces with our new LightStep acquisition on a backbone that can support enterprise scale and beyond. We're talking about tens of thousands of events a second. We're talking about um, you know in, insane amounts of logs, millions of logs, and then uh, even traces with LightStep and the, and the massive amount of information that that represents. Well, that's great, Matt. Um, thanks for that uh, preview. We recently announced a tag-based uh, correlation capability. Can you expand on that a little bit? Um, the coolest thing about the new tag-based clustering engine is that it does allow you to define clustering logic in less than a minute, and it only really needs to rely on the contents of the alert itself. So that's based on what's being sent over from these, these tools that are you know, sending issues over to ServiceNow. Um, and that could also come from, from our agent as well, for that matter. Uh, we have an agent that can also provide some, some monitoring capabilities. So this app actually gives you day zero correlation results, even for customers who have a CMDB that's incomplete or it's not yet mature. Maybe it's early in the life cycle of the CMDB, right? And so they're kind of in a phase of building it up. The way that it does this is by distilling out tags that are in the alerts themselves. And we say tags, all we mean is structured data about the alert that is um, kind of like key value pairs, right? Is what we're talking about. So using those key value pairs that we can get out of alerts um, that are being delivered to us from all these different sources, what, and they could even be coming from like, you know, alerts on logs using our health log analytics product. Uh, they could be even coming from, you know, other types of data than just um, event and, and monitoring. Um, but essentially this allows you to have, um, you know, certain outcomes related to correlation that you can get without predicating them entirely on CMDB. We do know that there are certain outcomes that require CMDB, like having full service history or a deep understanding of the affected device, you know, being able to see similarities um, across issues that might occur over time or tying into change data and things like that. Some of those things take some of those kind of CMDB types of connections, but correlation doesn't have to be totally reliant on CMDB. So you can still get correlated alerts using our new clustering engine without relying on CMDB and uh, this is a great option for customers who want to get that uh, correlation right out of the gate without having to worry about, you know, a, a long lead up of building anything else in the platform to be able to get to correlation. So that's where we see a lot of the value here. And I think we're already starting to see as we implement this clustering engine um, with different customers and we look at different situations, we can find useful ways for the clustering engine to take advantage of the data that's already there in the alerts to get some correlation done as some of these other methods start to come online, right? Machine learning um, takes a bit of feedback and it takes a bit of training. And so sometimes, um, you know, there's a little bit less, it's not day zero, maybe it's, you know, the first uh, week or two, you know, you really start to see a lot of the value out of that. But with the tag-based alert clustering engine, we can get to day zero correlation and start to really deliver value as soon as the tool is turned on. I'm, I'm curious that uh, what are some of the examples of the tags that typically you see among customers? What kind of data sort of they have, where the tags just commonly used tags might be um, pretty obvious? Yeah, I think that it depends to some extent on the tool that's providing the tags. Um, but some of the ones that I've seen would be anything related to like what kind of policy um, caused this alert to be presented to us, right? So if it's like a policy about 
um, you know, memory issues, we can start to group together different memory issues that are coming within the same time frame and start to triage those as a group. But even as we think about like, you know, more um, service centric kinds of use cases, um, we can easily do we can easily do tags that are not just exact matches, but even fuzzy matches, which allows us to start to be able to group together alerts that are on members of a pool, all within the same, you know, uh, within a certain time frame, like a tight time frame. We could say, you know, if we see the same kinds of issues, maybe we see a match, an exact match on metric name and a fuzzy match on the node of the alert, for example, which the node being the, the name of the device then that can be a useful grouping. Um, but even down to like certain tools allow you to provide um, tags, like something that I've seen in PRTG or um, in some of the more APM kind of focused tools, uh, you have the ability to provide um, labels and tags that are, that are more related to like the service that is impacted or the service that that device is a part of um, or the service that this policy was implemented or this, um, this alert rule was implemented to uh, support. And so we can use those to help to group together alerts into an actionable um, issue, one, you know, one group to be addressed rather than addressed individually. All right, Carlos, let's wrap it up. Uh, so I'll come to you uh, for that. And I'm going to ask you a little bit more uh, controversial question in a way that how can we make sure that the uh, IT operations can trust the AI and ML? Um, to correlate these events and to get full value of AI ops? What would you say? It's a fantastic question. I mean, trust is something that is still being worked on. It's still a challenge for many vendors in this space. And it is a growing and crowded uh, and very noisy uh, market. But, uh, you know, with there being some skepticism, uh, the thing that I think ServiceNow has to its advantage is that, you know, we have multiple techniques to solve use cases. And more importantly, we're documenting how and why things are grouped or clustered using any number of unsupervised to supervised machine learning techniques or even more deterministic uh, options. and. But the idea is that each one of these provides some values and can be really mapped up for the appropriate use case. So one technique may be more effective with kind of site outages that just happen with a more temporal consideration, whereas something that uh, maybe the, you know, the subject matter experts or those teams, they actually know that they were a very deterministic, maybe the tag-based clustering, because they, they've seen this problem reoccurring um, where they want to be able to kind of organize uh, their alerts, almost like workloads that they can address. And, and in that case, that gives them uh, a lot of flexibility with our platform to really choose the right mechanism or technique to really drive towards those outcomes. Wonderful. Well, um, it's a lot to unpack here, so we'll probably get you guys back here um, in near future. And I'll drop a link to the store app so everyone can take a look at that as well. Uh, so that's all for today. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. And thanks, Carlos and Matt, for being my guest today. Um, and yeah, that's it. Um, thanks all. Bye for now. All right. Thank you.